Everybody out there, all you fellow Galactians, this is Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight live at the San Diego County Fair. We're the guests once again this time of year of our good friends, the lovely John Fox, the even lovelier Susan Fox. We're here with some special guests live and a couple who are not alive anymore, but they're still going to be with us. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Smitty. John Fox is over here trying to uh, get it going here, so we're ready. we got a thousands of people walking around there's a lot going on at the fair this is what smitty our fifth year i was trying to figure out what year this how many years we've been doing this and it's either the fifth year or it's either it's either the fifth i think it's the fifth or sixth year i think it's the fifth year uh that we've been out here at the well, fair it's our fifth year broadcasting so if you've done six that's interesting that's interesting <laughs> that, that means that you weren't here john but uh anyway maybe it's our fourth or our our fifth year whatever it might be but anyway we're very happy to be out here and of course as mike mentioned john and susan fox are here we also have with us a galaxy good guy what our galaxy good guy number one who's here with us none other than our good friend shotgun tom kelly shotgun welcome to galaxy well you better believe it baby i'm so thrilled to be here at the uh, del mar fair this brings back my childhood it really does yeah, but it does yeah man and, and a lot of years of doing remotes from out here right right we're here on the midway you know i did uh many remotes here when, uh, when i was with uh, b100 and uh and of course in the 60s I used to follow a guy around on Kogo Radio. His name was Frank Thompson, and he used to broadcast uh, for the entire fair. Yeah, was it going for two or three weeks? Or yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, in the uh, Kogo Mobile Unit, and uh, so uh, Frank Thompson uh, was the one that was responsible. If you need to point it out. Uh, for me getting into the biz. That's wonderful. And we're going to hear more about Frank Thompson. And we're going to have, we have some clips of Frank Thompson that we're going to play a little bit later that were recorded here at the fair 51 years ago. So that that's, that's, so stay tuned for that. But we're here with John and Susan. And John, uh, it's good to be back with you again. Yeah, uh, glad to have you guys. Yeah. However many years, if we, if we've been here six and you've been here five, that is interesting. <laughs> well, if you've been six on Res Radio and I've been here five, that's really interesting. That's yeah. very interesting, yeah. John, tell us a little bit about Res Radio. They do so much for the community up in North County, San Diego. Uh, Pala Band of, uh, the Pala Band of Indians, uh, they're the ones behind this particular FM station yeah, that is now going off ago, across the world. About ten years ago. There were fires all over San Diego County, and San Diego itself was so preoccupied with reporting the fires, Scripps Ranch, all those places, that North County got no coverage whatsoever. And without, like, ham communications or something like that, people in North County had no idea when evacuations were, where they were, where they were supposed to go, when it was clear to come back. The Paula Band saw the opportunity to get an FM station that they could broadcast emergency information, and that was the genesis of us. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's really a wonderful thing because not only does Res Radio provide a wide variety of programming, they do also uh, provide public service in times of, uh, of trouble, in times of need, in case of a fire or any kind of other emergency. Well, so. and we'd love to thank the, the powers that be over at uh, the Palaban, the, uh, the elders, yep. who made this possible. I remember when your radio station was in a box unopened box that just came in through FedEx and you were there I think there was a chair and a couple of tables <laughs> and, and my uh, apple. Smitty and I yeah and my apple <laughs> and you pointed at this these two boxes and said there's the radio station right there that's one of the things but we do thank the Palaban isn't Amazon amazing radio yes station in a box. <laughs> yeah have your radio station today by nine o'clock that's right Amazon free prime Oh, that was a it's cheap, selfless yes, pitch it, for Amazon, yes, it was. wasn't it? Yes, Mike, it was. shame on you. Speaking of cheap, selfless pitches, we're going to take off for a minute, and we're going to head over toward the Australian battered potatoes. That's right. She is here. Carmel we are is here. here. The ketchup's here, the chili sauce, the cheese bacon, the sour cream. The the, the ranch dressing. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a large police dog when you get done piling up that yes, stuff on does. your potatoes, yes, Smitty. It does. It does. But we're going to come right back, and we'll be back with Shotgun Tom Kelly and a whole lot of fun here at the San Diego County Fair, Del Mar, California, 80 degrees in the breeze.
Nightside here on the Galaxy Nostalgia Network, broadcasting live from the San Diego County Fair in Delmar, California, on Res Radio 91.3. That was Shotgun by Junior Walker and All Stars. I thought this was Shotgun. Well, this is also Shotgun. shotgun. Yeah, it is, man. And, yeah, it is. Shoot and, him before he runs now. Yeah. <laughs> and, You're not uh, going anywhere, Shotgun. <laughs> uh, indeed, our, our dear friend Shotgun Tom Kelly is here. And, Tom, thanks again for being with us today. This is uh, it's wonderful to have you here. Well, it's great to be here at the fair. And, by the way, the, that song was played my first day. Uh, when I was on uh, K Earth 20 years ago. Is that right? And everywhere I go to appear somewhere, like I was at the National Association of Broadcasters uh, uh, working for SAS, which is a company that builds yeah. consoles. Consoles, yeah. Uh, I was introduced by Johnny K, and Shotgun came on hey, by Junior Walker. That's you know. wonderful, Tom. How well, did we know that? Yeah, you knew that. Yeah. Man. You must have been checking Look, in. Yeah, we were guess. checking. Tom, let's talk a little bit about your radio career. You've you had a fantastic radio career. You've been on the air here in San Diego and Los Angeles going way, way back. Uh, you know, you've had a fantastic career. Talk to us a little bit about how you began and how your, your first experiences being on the air. Well, you know, it, uh, it started early on when I was 10 years old. Uh, my, I came home from school. And uh, as a matter of fact, the story was told. Uh, by Leron Gubler, who is the MC of the Hollywood uh, Chamber of Commerce, and it was told at my Hollywood Stars celebration. Uh, anyway, uh, the story goes, and it's very true. I was coming home from school one day. My mom was listening to Kogo Radio, to Frank Thompson broadcasting from somewhere in Lemon Grove, mm -hmm. and he was putting people on the air. So. She said, Tommy, uh, there's, a, there's a man uh, putting people on there. She didn't know he was Frank Thompson at the time. Uh, and uh, you ought to go down there and see if he'll put you on the air. So I rode my bike down there. And there was Frank in the Kogo mobile unit, which was in a trailer. And I looked through, and he had a couple of turntables and a microphone. Those were the days when they actually played records at the broadcast. And they brought all the equipment out. So I was watching him do that, and he saw me look into the window. All of a sudden, I heard his voice say, Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a, a gentleman standing outside the Coco Mobile studio. Young man, come on in here. What's your name? Well, my name's Tom. Well, Tom, what school do you go to? I go to St. John of the Cross Catholic School in Lemon Grove. Well, Tom, congratulations to you because we've given you now four passes to see the L.A.T. birds when they come to town at Westgate Park. And so he gave me those passes, and from that point on, my first words on any radio station were on Kogo Radio by way of Frank Thompson. And uh, I, I went home and I built my own little radio station. And then, of course, I became friends with Frank, and Frank would uh, broadcast to different locations in San Diego. He was the remote guy. He got out from the studio, mm -hmm. and every year, Frank would broadcast from the Del Mar Fair the entire time. That's amazing. So they were usually right at the entrance, weren't they? The the Kogo Mobile Unit was, that was a big yellow trailer. The it was a it was a white trailer. Okay, but, it was yellow later than. It was yellow, probably yeah. yellow later, but uh, it was a white trailer, and he broadcasts from the Don Diego Tower, which oh, John right was, in the middle of the fairgrounds. Right in the middle of the fairgrounds, and. Uh, and, and I, I see it's not there anymore. It's out in front now? Yeah, they took it down a few months ago and saved the actual top tower part of it with the uh, Tommy Hernandez mosaic and the Who actual clock Diego, itself. Yeah. And that portion of it's now out at the front gate. Yeah. And uh, by hanging out with Frank at the fair, I got to meet the fairest of the fair, whoever that was at the time. Uh, and Tommy Hernandez would come in. And, and I always used to see him. You know, he used to promote the fair. Uh on the Regis Philbin TV show yeah. on Channel 8, uh, right. you know, and stuff yep. like that. Yep. So he was quite, uh, Tommy Hernandez uh, was... He really a, took the role to heart. Oh, he did. He was yeah. a face of the fair. And you know all those signs that you see on 101 with the uh, guy welcoming you to San Diego? The big sombrero. That was Don Diego. That's and that's, yeah. that's who Tommy Hernandez portrayed. He was quite an actor. I've seen him in mm -hmm. a couple of movies. But he, uh, he was really, yeah, you're right, Mondo. I mean, uh, John. <laughs> Ooh, slip out. <laughs> well, well, now we know we're Mondo. <laughs> well, Shotgun, then uh, immediately then when you had that first on-air experience with Frank Thompson, that the light bulb clicked on. You said, oh, I want to do radio. It did. I want to be on the radio. Well, as I said, I went home and I built my own little fantastic. radio station in my bedroom. And uh, 
Uh, I had extension speakers at that time, <laughs> uh, and I had extension speakers out to the patio. And then I go, wouldn't it be great to broadcast to my buddy Tom mm-hmm. Brown across the street? So I ran a wire from my house to his little clock radio, and I tapped into the speaker. <laughs> and uh, and so anyway, I put a switch on there in case you want to listen to real radio. <laughs> and so I, I uh, one night I decided I wanted to do an all-night show. So I came on at midnight, and Tom was at summer camp, and he left the switch on. (laughs) So I go, and now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a million-dollar weekend at 12 midnight. And it came on loud. And so his dad, uh, Robert Brown, came in there, and he tried to shut the little radio off. It wouldn't go off. He didn't know it was. uh, And then he picked it up, and, of course, the wire disconnected, and that's how we got. So he says, no more of that. So anyway, I decided uh, I got to be on the radio another way. So I knew this guy Wes Owen, and uh, he's quite an inventor. You and Wes go back that far, huh? We do, yeah, yeah. And so uh, he uh, he built a a twenty five watt transmitter, and uh, so I said, "Well, how much? Uh, well, five bucks. I bought it for five bucks, a big power supply, and now I was on the air, and." Uh, Man, it was great. It got out uh, quite, 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 a, quite a bit, yeah. you know. And uh, but far more than the FCC would have liked. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, yes. well, I was highly illegal. So, man, I'm glad, Mondo. You, I mean, John. Uh, you. <laughs> After the break, Tom's parole officer will talk about. Yeah. Yes. Tom, oh yeah. Shotgun in the FCC. Uh-huh. In oh yeah. The, well, you want to get to that now? Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, we were broadcasting illegally. I know my parents would say, "Look at our son. He's." He's got a nice hobby. He's not committing any crimes, not stealing out of stores. And well, what they didn't that. realize is their son, Tom, was not uh, committing a local crime, but I was committing federal crime. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I was uh, and to get uh, back to uh, Mike. You were talking about the FCC. Yeah, I did get busted, uh, but it wasn't my fault. I knew when to go on. It wasn't in the middle of the day. So a friend of mine, uh, Rick, I... I I, he stayed home from school. I was at Mount McGill at the time. Must have been about 15, you know, years old, 14 or 15. I was in study hall, and I was listening to, I was on 840, and that was a Mexican frequency. And so nobody was on that frequency. That's why we would go on. But we wouldn't go on in the middle of the day. All of a sudden, I tune in and on 840, and there's some sound. I thought, oh, my God. They're playing Stevie Wonder, as a matter of fact. And uh, I'm going, oh, the Mexicans have taken over that frequency. I'm so sad. And then all, he was playing a tape. All of a sudden, I came on. And I'm going, oh, no. That's Stevie Wonder uh, with Tom, you know. And so uh, I got back from school, and uh, my friend Rick said, well, uh, we got busted by the FCC. The, uh, the field commissioner came over and uh, said, your son has uh, c- committed a crime that is punishable by $10,000 fine or 10 years in jail for, for violating the 1934 Communication Act. And so he proceeded to go out and uh, just with a sledgehammer uh, just crush the transmitter I bought from Wes Owen. Wow. And uh, and the Sony, he didn't have to break the Sony tape recorder. We broke that one up, too. So that was the, the end of my illegal broadcasting. So I decided to go and... Uh, they had a hearing, by the way. We really? got a letter. Yeah, they got had that a hearing. Serious, wow. huh? They let us off. First time offense. So yeah. they said, uh, you ought to go do this legally. So I went and got my uh, third class FCC license. And then uh, eventually, uh, after high school, I went to a radio school and got what they called the first class, which if you had a first class license, you were an engineer and a jock. And I got, you could work anywhere. It was great. great you could time. be at the station alone. Yeah. That's yeah. why you needed a first. Right. Right. What was the first station, Tom, that you worked at uh, commercially? Uh, well, you know, I was an intern uh, at KDEO mm-hmm. with uh, Chuck Cooper. He worked out there. Our good and, friend Chuck Cooper. Yeah. And I remember uh, uh, he used to do his show from the car shows. Again, guys, they brought their turntables out. And they and the cart machines, they did everything there yeah. back in the 60s. <laughs> and uh, so I was there just to, you know, hand out pamphlets. And, and they, they even brought out the uh, teletype. I was there ripping news and giving it to Chuck for wow, to read on the, the air. They brought the yeah, Associated My Press gosh. out. So uh, anyway, um, 
What was your question again? <laughs> what was the uh, station where you first worked at commercially? Oh, well, uh, I was an intern at, at yeah. KDEO. I got my first class FCC license. So the first station commercially, uh, to answer your question, Smitty, yes. uh, is uh, KYOS on Merced. Ah, okay. That was your first on-air gig. Oh, that's the first AM gig. Ah, okay. No, 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 no. My first uh, on-the-air gig, George Manning, who was one of the week. Remember, I hung out at Cadio a lot. Yeah. And so uh, my first on-the-air gig, he was weekends at Cadio, but he was full-time at KPRI-FM, which you know, FM wasn't the big deal back in the Oh, 60s. that was a throwaway back then. It really was. Background music, you know. You had to be on an AM station, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why he wanted to be on KDO on the weekends. FMs were mostly automated. Yeah, they were background music, yeah. So anyway, uh, Larry Shushan bought uh, KPRI, and they played jazz in the middle of the road. And George was the program director. And he said, uh, hey, how would you like to do Sunday mornings? Nobody wants to do Sunday mornings. But I would do, you know, 15-year-old kid. So uh, I started doing Sunday mornings there at KPRI. That answers your question. Yes, that answers that my question. My first, yes, that was my you. very yes. first. Yes. We're going to talk more about KPRI because it just so happens the KPRI that we're that shotgun is referring to, 50 years ago, 1967. That's a banner year for for pop music. We're going to talk a little bit more about 1967 and 50 years ago, and in one case, 50 years ago today, Monterey Pop Festival. But KPRI, that's where you sat in 67. That's where you at. That's where you sat. That's right. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about KPRI, some of the other FM stations, uh, ones I was affiliated with in L.A., when FM was just, it was, uh, FM radio was something you built with a Heath kit. Yeah, that was it. And it was jazz, and I think it was uh, classical music. Because I heard classical music in my dad's patio until I could take no more classical music, thanks to the early days of AM. Don't go away, folks. Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight. Here with Res Radio at the San Diego County Fair. This is Shotgun Tom Kelly. Sunshine go. Hey, listen, would you uh, believe Mark and his yakety sacks tonight at the Cinnamon Center? Well, he's going to be there. He brings his yakety sacks to the Cinnamon Center for really an unbelievable night. Now, it all happens tonight at the Cinnamon Center. All chicks are going to be admitted free. San Diego weather, mostly sunny. Currently in the Valley, 62, 63 downtown. 136 KGP. KFMB FM, San Diego. Shotgun Tom Kelly in the morning. Good morning, baby. How you feeling? Wow! You know, I'm feeling really good this morning. Wow! Well, hello again and welcome to Words of Poppin'. The, the show will definitely stimulate your mind. We're stimulating right now. Hey, glad to have you with us. It's uh, 6.14 now with a little dust in the wind. A shotgun waking everybody up in the morning, getting your heart started, getting you going, getting your pants on and your peepers open. So let's get to it. Just go sleep Turn the wide 
1967. Nailed it, bro. And the fair in 1966 with Frank Thompson. You're in tune with Kogo Radio for instant communication with the world through NBC and Kogo Direct News and for the lively sounds of the Frank Thompson Show. Come on the new freeway if you're coming from San Diego and just, you know, whisk you right out here. Take the Via de la Valle turn off and you're practically right here. Today is Students' Day at the San Diego County Fair and our Kogo Mobile Studio is located right by the Don Diego Tower on the Avenue of Flags near where the Skyliner turns around with all the passengers riding up above the fair and looking at it from there and also right across the way from Don's Tostadas, Burritos, Tamales... You know what new freeway he was talking about, don't you? Interstate 5. The 5. The 5, yeah. Exactly. That was uh, Frank Thompson. You know, Shotgun, that sounds like it could have been recorded today. You know, that uh, it was a nice, clear recording, really was. Very clear. But that's what Frank did. Uh, Now, let's dissect that, what he was just doing. Let's do that. Uh, First of all, the ID came on. It identified the station. And then he came on to tell everybody where he was at. Oh, my. Now, what he was doing, if you, I mean... Frank was a master at describing what was going on right. in a very little short span of time. Right. So in that clip that we just heard, he talked about uh, that he was at the San Diego County Fair. He talked about the new freeway and what turnoff to take, which was a new freeway back in 66. Six. Is that it was what it was? Built. It was built in 65. 65. Okay. Well, year before. by the time he did the Del Mar Fair in 66, mm-hmm. it was it relatively was new. new. A lot of people probably didn't know how to get here on the freeway. And that's why he said yeah. the uh, the exit. So he talked about the exit, and then he talked about where he was broadcasting from, the Don Diego Tower. Right. And he talked about, and this is just in a short period of time, he was describing a picture to you of what was going on. So if you were on the freeway, it was almost bringing you to the fair. Right. If you were listening somewhere in San Diego. But it made you want to come here. And he talked about the tostadas and all that, the burritos and all, you know, what the fair is so famous for. And, uh, but that was him. That was what he did, not only from the fair, but from everywhere he broadcast. And had it not been for Frank Thompson, I would not be in radio today. That's amazing. Well, Thanks to Frank Thompson. Frank, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Frank sadly left us a few years ago, but we remember him uh, with a great deal of affection because he was a very important part of San Diego radio history. Uh, Tom, you and I were talking on the way up here privately that um, uh, this was the the, uh, the way that radio was. It was a descriptive, a very descriptive medium, and right. Frank was from that era when. On radio, you would paint word pictures, you and just as he did in this clip right now. And he that we did, just yeah, he, he did. Sure, you know, uh, he was very uh, descriptive in what he was saying, as you just mentioned. And so, uh, there's something that we don't really hear on the radio very much anymore. No, it's no. Uh, kind of a lost art. Well, you back know, the funny those... thing is about the only place you hear that anymore is television news. A good reporter pretty much sets the scene in spite of what you're seeing. That's true. Explains everything very much the way Frank did picture uh, paint his pictures on the radio. That's true. Right, right. and. Uh, we also want to mention that uh, prior to the, that cut of Frank, uh, you heard, uh, first of all, you heard a montage of uh, Shotgun Tom, shot part of t- Tom's career, Tom's earlier years. Yeah, he ran yeah, that. When I was and, KGB. Uh, and John Fox produced some wonderful montages uh, for us, uh, musical montages. The first one you just heard a little while ago, Songs of 1967. So we've got some more of that. We've got some more Frank Thompson cuts that we're going to hear. By the way, I was looked at by uh, John here when I was doing the uh, Disneyland commercial. All chicks are going to be admitted free. <laughs> and he looked at me like, chicks, what are you talking about? Well, it was okay for us to call a, a girl a chick. Now I guess it's not so okay, huh? That's right, guys. We can get away with anything <laughs> back not, not politically correct anymore, I guess. Oh, huh? man. Now that, by the way, if you want to go see that, uh, actually see that bit, you can go to YouTube, type in Shotgun Tom Kelly, and then uh, this is me at KGB. In 1972. Now, this is a film, a film. not a, a film. video. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have video cameras in Oh, absolutely not, no. Shotgun, tell us a little more about what, what life was like at an FM station in San Diego County, KPRI to be exact. What was life there? Because FM was still in its infant. It was in its gestation stage, probably. Yeah. It wasn't even an infant yet in 67. Yeah. 1967, 50 years ago, what was going on at KPR? Well, uh, we were playing middle-of-the-road music, uh, like Frank was doing. 
Frank w- was at uh, the big middle of the road station uh, that played Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., and and we did uh, we did it in stereo, you know, on FM. We played Sergio Mendez in the Brazil '66. And that's how I know it was 1966 when I got that. Jo- I would have forgotten about that. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I I played Sergio Mendez in the Brazil '66. Herb Alpert, Frank yeah, remember Sinatra. Remember how big the Tijuana Brass was yeah. in the mid '60s? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Great, great stereo albums. And at uh, at KPRI, since you know, people would buy an FM tuner, and they were sophisticated. They would go to Wright's House of Hi-Fi. And they'd buy this this expensive tuner, uh, Macintosh. Yeah, or Dow Sound City. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so they would tune in KPRI and other FM stations to hear the quality of sound. And we had, I remember, every day we were sponsored by Photo Electronics, and we had a stereo test demonstration. And we we play Les and Larry Elgard, and it was very, back in the 60s, Stereo was very definitive. You knew the left channel and you knew the right channel. Yeah, it was kind of like record producers were using it as a trick more than a, a sense of realism. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we would have a stereo test demonstration brought to you by Photo Electronics. Did you or, have rock and roll artists come to the back door and knock like? The well, now, now that was later on. That was, <laughs> okay. You're talking later on when uh, Obi Jetty and Ahmad the Revival. Now, uh, yeah, yeah. Now that's when <laughs> Obi uh, Jetty. that's when FM was trying to take the uh, uh, glisten away from rock and roll AM stations, AM, yeah. and they were called underground stations because they were playing album cuts and stuff like that. So uh, Jim Chandler uh, and Jim Duncan, who's at KFI today, uh, we would we were the jocks on the station. We and these hippies came in wanting to play this stuff. The we, you know. Was KPR now? First off, KPRI at that time was one hundred six point five. It's not, yeah, there is still c- the callers here in San Diego County, but it's a different station. Right, right. but it's was a it Spanish was it, station? Isn't it? Uh, no, actually, I think lately it's the K Love Network. I think. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, were they twenty four hours at the time back no, then when they we, were doing? We, we'd go off at midnight. Okay, so that's really where the FM Underground got in there because they talked Larry Shushan into Thank you very much. going twenty four hours a day, and then very they, good, John. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We played because uh, Larry wanted to test it out. Because Big Daddy Tom Donahue was doing it in San Francisco, right. and he wanted to test it out here in San Diego, so we hired uh, Ahmad the Revolving, Obi Jetty, and Gabriel Wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's when I first met him. Right, and this is way before he was into stocks and bonds. <laughs> but uh, and what was Larry Himmel's name when he was there? Larry, I don't know what he came. He in had in. another one of those weird yeah, names. Yeah, he did. But another I don't one of the weird was. names. Yeah, but uh, anyway. They uh, they started the all as you said, all they tested. Yeah. Larry tested all night long. So it was actually found money because it was hours yeah. that weren't being used. And you know, uh, places in OB like the Black, they would buy time mm-hmm. on the station. All the head shops. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then uh, music. You know, guys that sell records and stuff like that. Right. So actually, uh, KPRI was San Diego's first underground station. Now. Jim Chandler, Jim Duncan, and I didn't appreciate that because we we got fired when they took over the whole station. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Were you? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We're listening to you. We're, we're actually uh, caught him in the middle of a potato. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we're not. They, I'm not hearing a word he said. I'm in the <laughs> m- middle of my Australian battered potato, yes. if you will. Thanks I was about ready to bite those. You can have one. You can have bite, one of those. That's, that's a beautiful thing about the fair. The fair has always been about food that you can't buy anywhere else. Yeah, that's the fun thing. And uh, where are the girls uh, that are selling the hot dogs on a stick? Oh, well, with, no, here's, uh, the, here's well, the girls we got, we're oh, interested yeah. in. We got the girls selling the Australian battered potatoes, oh, man, and that's the only girl we need. incredible. Yeah, Carmel's here. Carmel, Carmel hello, here. dear. Hi. How are you? Get up here. Yes. Get up in the microphone. Give us a word. You're eating our new spicy chipotle, which is our 30th anniversary um, sauce, and we've also got some... Um, Outback Salt, which I actually brought over in my suitcase. From oh, look at you! You're a smuggler, wow. even. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is the one I smuggled in. Oh, I see. <laughs> By the way, we have a friend of ours, Chuck Cooper, who I used to be his intern when he was a KDEO. Uh, he now lives in Australia, and he he's visiting here, but he can't wait to get back. He doesn't like it here. He doesn't? No. Oh, okay. He likes Australia better. We, we both have... Um, Do you have both, that feeling? Both, no, both, our, both of the countries are very good. 
Yeah, they are, but it's a good balance. But he says, and what is it you guys sell there? It's not this. No, right? we sell cheese on a stick, exactly. hot dog on a stick, oh, and fresh wow, lemonade. Oh wow, look at that! Don't you yeah. love that? When they go back to Australia, they <laughs> we sell, sell the American, American stuff. We sell American stuff. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Well, you, you know, it's pretty uh, hard to beat San Diego as well, though. San so, Diego and Sydney. But Australia is is like going back into the '60s, isn't it? No, no, no. Well, that's what I've been no, told. I guess somebody's never been there. No. So I've never way. been there. But Tom, but in a good way, though. Yo, in a good in a way. Good way. Yeah. In a good no, way. Not anymore. Yeah. No. Well, they got great. Well, we sure appreciate your hospitality every Thank year. You. And we I'm going to bite into you these. And you guys bought us a cake. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, like, we tried to. Wow. It's <laughs> the first the first time that someone from a radio station has given us a cake. Well, well, you know, they, they told was, me about all about you when uh, before I got here, and I'm, really? I'm so glad to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Carmel is here every year, and she's generous. Uh, she feeds us while we're on the air, and we're very appreciative of that, Carmel. Thank yeah, you so and much. We're, we're appreciative of you guys, too. We're really happy that you're set up next to our booth, and we're always looking forward to seeing you. Likewise. likewise. Now, what are these called? Let's talk about these. I'm yeah. going to eat one yeah. right now. Okay, Shocking. you're about to eat one with our new Outback Salt, so just tell me how you've... Okay, here, I'm going to eat Tell me how one. it is. Crunchy. Oh, that's delicious. I know it is, isn't it? Oh, my. That's how very we good. have our fries. It's very In Australia, good. We, put oh that, my. we put that salt on our fries, as, you, but we call them chips. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. When yes. you folks come to the fair, you got to get this. This is very, that's how you very good. Salt. Yep. I'm going to have another bite. Now, okay. your yeah. great big giant pieces of potato here, is this the way you guys normally have chips, or is this your gimmick? Well, no, no. This is um, In Australia, we call them potato scallops, uh-huh. and you would get them maybe on a Friday night because that's when everyone would have fish and chips, and you would normally order maybe one or two, and we would have it with ketchup and malt vinegar. But I changed the name to Australian Batter Potatoes, which I, which I actually made up because... Um, uh, you Americans would get, <laughs> would get confused with other scallop potatoes. And uh, we weren't selling too many, selling it the Australian way because we weren't um, adding the ranch and cheese. Mm. But as soon as we changed to giving you what you wanted, which is ranch and cheese on everything, you, my business has never looked back. <laughs> so now we've just added sweet chili and sour cream and then our new Chipotle sauce, mm. which is really good, and our Outback salt, which for this year for our anniversary. That's delicious. So it's fantastic. That's what's happened. And you make us think it's our, it's it's traditional, yeah. Yeah. even though we're the ones that gave you the yeah. idea. Yeah, but the Australians <laughs> love it when they come, just to get, like, plain potatoes. Yeah. Delicious stuff. Yeah. And, Carmel, you, you fly in every year for this, don't you? you well, no, I actually live between... Um, California and Sydney. Okay. Uh, I probably spend more time over here than there because I, I do the Delmar Fair, the Orange County Fair, and the Minnesota State Fair. But I just came from being in Sydney for two months, which we just had our um, Sydney Royal Easter Show, which is our biggest event in in Australia, and it happens to be in Sydney. And um, I've been working at that fair for 40 years. Um, I haven't been a, um, owned my business there for 40 years, but I've had had a business there for 36 years. And there I have 10 locations. I have three food stands and um, seven lemonade carts. Mm. Wow. It's, it's pretty busy. 103 employees, so that takes up a lot of my time. And then that's over. Then we come over and start selling potatoes. So over there, I'm the lemon lady, and over here, I'm the potato lady. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to uh, cast uh, dispersions on the little uh, potato chip people over here, but... Uh Man, you make them look like preliminary boys. Actually, actually, her, actually, that's what I eat. I eat, I eat tasty chips with her cheese. No, <laughs> these are much better. I'm sorry. They're delicious, yum. Well, they're unique. Thank you. It's, that's what you come to the fair for. Yes. Is unique food. Unique Thank food. You. And, Thank you. And uh, if you folks come to the fair, please stop by the Australian Battered Potatoes booth because you won't regret it. They're delicious. And every year, we look forward to seeing Carmel and her people here. And they take good care of us. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, I'm glad the Thanks people so sitting much. around Thank the booth you. here, uh, or out there at the fair, they, they like my little uh, description of uh, these are much better than yeah. those little chips over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, those chips over there are, are, are owned by my really close friend, Laurie. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. oh, don't tell Laurie I and, just, you know, and, said bad things. And I actually eat those. Oh. <laughs> well, well the they're re- very good, is too. Is that one of the Reno's booths? Uh, no, oh. tasty chips. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. There's a and lot of good people here. You guys are all yeah. family around here. We're You're all, all here every we're year. We're all friends. Right, yeah, yeah, we're right, all right. Friends. Thank you so much, Carmel. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, Shotgun, you were talking about uh, Underground yeah. FM and how yeah, like FM evolved and, and became the thing it is, yeah, thanks yeah, it is. to that progressive music of the late 60s. Right. There was a lot of people who uh, maybe didn't start in that line of, of uh, programming, but certainly became famous for it. One of them is B. Mitchell Reed. Sure. B. Yeah, Mitchell Reed, KFWB and, Color Radio, and then he went really cool at the Mighty Met, Metro Media, right. KMET, 94.7. Right. Don't go away, folks. 
BMR is with us, at least here at the San Diego County Fair. And here's what he sounded like. Hi there, this is B. Mitchell Reed. This is Sunday, the 20th of uh, September. <laughs> In case you're just getting up and wanted to be reminded of the fact. Now at all Jeans West, brand new, finest quality bell-bottom blue jeans at the unbelievable price of just $4. That's $4 for low-rise bell-bottom blue jeans at all Jeans West. The New York Odyssey's moved, and it's having a grand opening sale. The Music Odyssey, now at 11,910 Wilshire Boulevard in West Los Angeles. Open every night till midnight, with every record in the store reduced. Starting now through Wednesday midnight, a super sale, all Warner Brothers and Reprise product. Some of these albums include James Taylor, 259, Joni Mitchell, 259, Rod Stewart, 259, Jethro Tull, 259, Neil Young, Van Morrison, The Grateful Dead, Gordon Lightfoot, Arlo Guthrie, The Faces. All other 498 albums, Warner Reprise now through Wednesday for $2.59. Get ready for the Marathon Friday Night Sale. Grand opening sale at the Music Odyssey, 11,910 Wilshire Boulevard in West Los Angeles. Open every night till midnight. Remember, there's always something free in the music Shotgun Tom Kelly inviting you to tune in on my show, 9 a.m. to 12 noon every day here on the Radio Magazine, Radio 6. Got a made for a day, a lot of the surprises too. From KOGO, San Diego. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from the entertainment capital of the world, Shotgun Tom Kelly. KF101, Los Angeles. And and Res Radio 91.3 out here at the fair, KOPA Paula. It's the Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside Show. That's Shotgun up in L.A. As we yep. move into the 70s and 80s is when, uh, actually the 90s is when you got there, wasn't it? 97. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1997. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 97 was an interesting year, too. This is Mike B. from Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside, and we're going to talk about 97. We just had another wonderful John Fox special custom-made montage of 1977 we're going to move around in the decades 
Talk to us about the personality driven. Well, you know, you just played B, B. Mitchell Reed. I yeah. had never heard him. Yeah. But he was a famous top 40 uh, disc jockey in Los Angeles. He was never as big as you, but in L.A. he was pretty big. He was one of the seven swinging gentlemen at seven Color Radio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also. Back, and they're all gone. Well, up in San Francisco, uh, his counterpart, who was a top 40 jock, was Big Daddy Tom Donahue. And they both stepped away from that top 40 thing because they thought it was repetitive and they thought, uh, you know, the people weren't hearing the hip stuff. That's why they moved in to this thing called Underground Radio, which eventually became what we call AOR, Album Oriented Radio. And it was a movement just like so many others through uh, the years where, you know, for example, rap was resisted so for so long by radio. At the time, you know, the progressive music of the late 60s, it was all pop music. Yeah. It was Frank Sinatra at one end and, uh, you know, the Four Tops and uh, the Beatles at the far other end. But then the stuff from San Francisco that really kind of went way out there, that was the stuff that didn't find a place on AM radio. And that's what created that underground FM movement. Exactly. Just like there was a disco movement. That, right. uh, that actually did get I embraced like pretty easily. I kind of the disco movement. That got embraced pretty easily by Top 40 Radio. But, the, you know, like when rap came along, radio resisted that for a long time, too. Yeah. There was a lot of resistance to the crossover to FM. There was a lot of guys. I was talking to Mark Gleason earlier, Mark's Groovy Trips, before the show. A lot of you guys that were AM, Top 40, fast talk, and hot, sizzling energy all the time, you had to, you had to shift it down quite a bit. To get to that AOR format and that FM. Well, not me, man. I never. B- did. I never BMR. Did that. No, you held out. That's why <laughs> '97 something came along, and K Earth. K Earth. Yep. That and that's was, where that was it. that's where you were living. Well, you know, I uh, one of my big heroes was the real Don Steele, and I was down here. I was in San Diego for 35 years doing radio and television. Uh, you know, I was on practically every radio station in town here: KCBQ, KGB. Uh, KBS 95, uh, KFMB, B100. Um, and then I did television. Uh, I was, uh, you know, the, the children's show host on Channel 10 for, uh, in fact, I, I think you played it earlier, uh, yeah, for did. Words of Poppin', you know. That was a syndicated show, uh, not only a local show, but I, and I won two Emmy Awards for that show. And then uh, that show lasted about five seasons. And then I was a booth announcer at KUSI-TV, and Mike McKinnon, who's the owner, uh, decided to, uh, he bought a cartoon package, and he wanted to, wanted to have a cartoon host. So he asked if I wanted to do it, and I said, well, you know, a little extra money, why not? So I did it, and I was doing the KUSI Kids Club on camera, different locations. We, we came out here to the fair, as a matter of fact, uh, and I did that for 12 years, you know, and a lot of people still... They come up to me and they say, you know, Shotgun, when I used to come home from school at 3 o'clock, I used to watch you on the KUSI Kids Club. Because a lot of times we did that live. A lot of stuff was on tape. But uh, when we were here at the fair on KUSI, it was live. And mm-hmm. it was a lot, of, a lot of fun. And uh, I appreciate that. I've had, a, uh, you know, a, a hell of a career here in San Diego. But when I got the phone call that the real Don Steele had passed... Uh, and they wanted me to come up and talk uh, about succeeding in the real Don Steele. you got to realize he was a hero of mine, along with Wolfman Jack. And uh, so to, to jump into his chair... And let's set it up just a little bit, because for those who don't maybe recognize the name, aren't totally into Top 40 Radio at the time, this is a man who did movies. Okay, the Ron Howard movie. Yeah, yeah, Wolfman Jack, uh, American Graffiti. Well, uh, but I'm talking about, um, what was it? Oh, uh, the real Grand, Don Steele? Grand Theft Auto? What, what he was did it? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That See, was the real Don Steele. Hel- yeah. He was up in the helicopter. That was the real Don Steele. Right. He had a television show in Los Angeles. Yep. So he was major. Dan, uh, yeah, and uh, I loved everything he did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I guess I adopted, bet- I'm kind of a between him and a Wolfman Jack character when I'm on the air. And so that's what they wanted at K-Earth. Well, you took the mantle when the real Don Steele passed away. You took over and kept the energy. And I told you this on a Galaxy Moonbeam show a couple of years ago. There are kids who weren't even born in 1997 that were listening to you on K-Earth up in L.A. on afternoon drive time. And my kids, for instance, how come the other guys don't talk like that on the radio? It was exciting, electrifying. I remember getting out of high school, junior high school. 3 o'clock, 3.01 after the break at KHJ. It was a real Don Steele on 
on your transistor radio going berserk over the air. Mm-hmm. Tina Delgado was alive, alive. Yeah, but that's a drop of you. You kept the energy. A, he was a little more announcerish than Tom, and you're exactly right. You are right in between Don yeah. and Wolfman. Right. You know, you've got Wolfman's craziness, but you've right. got Don's, you know, Mr. Announcer style. Right. Although he was pretty much out there as far as being yeah, an announcer. Was. The other guys on K Earth were very straight and right, you know. right, right. And uh, so, uh, God, I couldn't believe that uh, I'm sitting in his chair, and I and I was there for uh, 19 years on the air and. Uh, it was just, a, it was a great time. It really was. Uh, uh, boy, just a great time in the radio. I mean, that was uh, back in 97. I mean, we were playing 60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, then K-Earth we, is now more of an 80s. Yeah, we got, and then we got into the 70s. And now we're doing the 80s. Uh, and I, I thought it was okay, but it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I like some of the 80s music, but, man, it wasn't anything like the 60s, you know. So... I mean, you know, I've uh, got. I, I had a great career here and there. I've been. I was fifty years in radio. Started in '66. Okay, nineteen sixty-six. Do the math. That's fifty-one years ago, man. Yeah, fifty-one years. And uh, to top it off with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And by the way, they asked me where I wanted my star, and I said, if I'm going to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I want it next to my hero, the real Don Steele. And the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce said, "Okay, we'll do it," and that's where that's where my my star is. Yeah, that's fantastic, Tom. And you know the best part about it is we've got you here today, and we just kind of rushed into the booth right before airtime. But there were people coming out of the crowd. Shotgun, shotgun. Do you remember? <laughs> there was this one guy. What was it 69, 70? Back in Santee when that was just a wide dirt spot in the road, and uh. There was a Mayfair Market and an A&W Root Beer. I think that was Santee. Yeah. He's, but he's going way back 50 years and talking about how you picked him up. He was thumbing a ride, what, down Mission Gorge? No, actually, he picked me up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. He's the disc jockey. He's the one that's yeah, That's behind. right. He's the one with the gas can. Yeah, no, no. No, I, my car was broke down, and uh, he said, hey, remember when I gave you a ride, you know? And I go, yes, I, and I do remember that. You know, How does forget- that make you feel when people like this, and we're not talking about... Our age, the baby boomers, we're talking about people 20 years younger coming up to you. Yeah. They've come up to you before. You talked earlier about people coming up. Hey, Shotgun, K-Earth, 101, do it, maybe do it. Yeah. How's that make you feel? It, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It really is. You know, uh, uh, you, you know kind of wonder. You somebody's life. Yeah. Well, you kind of wonder. made a difference. Yeah. See, back in the, those days, um, in the days when I grew up here in San Diego, disc jockeys were celebrities. You know, Don Howard, Frank Thompson. Ernie Myers, uh, you know, uh, Rick Martell. Uh, these guys were on Kogo Radio. And uh, Artway. I mean, these guys were, were somebody. Well, they were members of the your family. If you were a fan yeah, of a, members, somebody, yeah. we yeah. had Robert W. Morgan. If you were a morning person, we had Happy Hair down here in San Happy Diego. Hair, yeah. Real Don Steele, of course, in Southern California and L.A. And those, uh, you rushed to a radio yeah. at 3 o'clock or at 6 a.m. to hear Robert W. And that was your guy. He was invited into your home every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really. Today, I don't know. Uh, there may be a couple of guys uh, that uh, are well known uh, in the in San Diego, and uh, you know, like uh, you know, a couple of morning teams I think are pretty popular here. Mostly the uh, really established ones, though. Yeah, they've been around for 10, 20 years. Right, right, right. But, uh, radio, but radio personalities at that time period, though, Tom, were a lot were a lot more. People would focus on them. That each uh, radio personality had their followers. Oh yeah, you know, so it was a lot more. Than it and is it today. wasn't just the morning show, right? Yeah, it was uh, other day parts. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Midday, yeah. afternoons, and the night shows, like our friend, our dear departed friend Jack Vincent. Oh yeah. Now see, back in those days, folks, you got to realize. Now today, there is so much to listen to and to entertain you on television and on radio in the middle of the night. But most of the television stations back in the '60s, as you were talking about, John. Uh, Even a lot would, of the radio stations. Yeah, a lot of the radios would go off at midnight. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Jack Vincent uh, Schmidt, the, the guy you were uh, talking about, yes. who looked just like Clark Gable, by the way, yes. he did the all-night show on KCBQ from 1955 to 1968 when they took him off the air and put him in the engineering department. But they didn't fire him. But uh, 
and he was a dear friend of, of all of all ours. Of us, yeah. And uh, he passed away at 99, yeah. you know. And I used to, it's another guy like Frank Thompson that I used to go and watch. Uh, he, used to, he used to leave the door open. I used to get done with my paper route at about 5 in the morning, and I'd ride my bike over to KCBQ. Door was open, and there was Jack Vincent in there playing the hits and uh, doing the news. And uh, so we became good friends. And my wife, Linda, and uh, we would be out, out and about on a uh, Friday or Saturday night. Hey, let's stop in and see Jack Vincent. <laughs> so we'd pull a car up, and we'd see Jack, and he'd be so gracious to us. And uh, But back to what I'm trying to say. There was nothing. I mean, you didn't have cable t- television. You didn't have a television station on the air. Uh, you had radio to entertain you. Well, that's and, how you got your news. That's how you got your information. Yeah. If uh, John mentioned earlier, if there was a disaster, a big fire, especially in Southern California, a big brush fire, you would go to KABC in L.A. or KFI down here. You had right. your, you had Kogo and KSDO, but that's how you got your information. You know, when we get back from the break here, we're hey, going to talk there's, about there's, that. There's a couple of chicks right here. <laughs> hey, we got some chicks. <laughs> we got chicks. What's that, baby? You're a chick magnet. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're a chick magnet. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're not getting down magnet. on me for saying that. Wait a minute, he's what kind of maggot? Oh, uh, oh good one, good one. I beg one. your pardon. Yeah, well, do they, can you give him free balloons or something? You can give him a car. Uh, these are, these are a couple you? of young ones, Tom. Give him a blast. Oh. God, you better believe it, baby. There you go. <laughs> hey, you want one of these, baby? Uh, all right, no, I'm signing a couple autographs, right. and we'll take a break. We're going to take a little break here while Tom signs some autographs for the chicks. <laughs> You're listening to Galaxy Moon. KOGO salutes the San Diego County Fair in its 77th year. Now, uh, one other thing. We'd noticed the strolling mariachis. I didn't mean you gals. Uh, maybe you want to skate, too. I don't know. We have uh, strolling mariachis all over the place. And who are you pointing at? Oh, there's Checkers the Clown. On roller skates again today, Checkers? Are you? On roller skates again today? And buttons all over the place. I can't even read them, but uh, what's that one? I like Goodbye, that. baby. All right, we're back out here live at the San Diego County Fair. Not the 77th annual. Well, what are we got like, it. We're like up to what, about 120 or Something more Something like that. That was a broadcast from 51 years ago. 1966, uh, Frank, Thompson Frank Thompson on Kogo. Frank Thompson on Kogo. And we're playing these clips as part of our uh, program today because it's appropriate that we uh, play these clips from long ago and because uh, Frank Thompson was a very dear friend of our guest who's here today who's also a dear friend of ours, Shotgun Tom Kelly. And uh, we're listening to Frank Thompson's clips, and we're also listening to little clips of Shotgun, uh, your career also. So we're continuing on our program. By the way, we're going to uh, pause a moment just to let you know, remind you that our program is heard regularly here on Res Radio. 
We're heard Wednesdays at 12.30 Pacific Time, and we're heard again Sundays at 1.30 in the afternoon Pacific Time, right in the middle of the old-time radio block. So if you like our show, please listen in uh, to Res Radio. And Res Radio's got a wonderful variety of music that they play. So definitely, if this is the, your, your first time listening in to Res Radio, uh, tune in. You can listen anywhere in the world through iHeart and through uh, tune in radio, and of course, uh, Res Radio has their own stream as well. Let's put it this way about the variety all these songs you're hearing today, yes. I didn't have to dig very far to find uh, them. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. A wonderful variety of music. And so, uh, those of you who are uh, new listeners to Res Radio, welcome, and we hope that you keep listening to us. And of course, those of you who are regular listeners to Galaxy on our podcast, uh, we welcome you. If you're hearing this after uh, the uh, what is today, the uh, 16th of June of 2017, why then, you know, it's pre-recorded. It's on a podcast, so uh, we welcome you just the same. And that's all the time we have for this first part of our broadcast from the San Diego County Fair at Del Mar, California, originally broadcast live on June 16th, 2017, over Res Radio, KOPA-FM, in Paula, California. We invite you to listen in to the following program in our series, which is show number 214, for the second part of this broadcast, where you'll hear more of Mike, Shotgun Tom Kelly, John and Susan Fox, and myself, and a lot of musical surprises and a lot of fun. If you'd like to write us, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is galaxymoonbeamnightside at gmail.com, galaxymoonbeamnightside at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always follow us on our website, galaxymoonbeamnightside.com, and our Galaxy page on Facebook. This is Gilbert Smitty-Smith thanking you for joining us and looking forward to having you with us again next time. Thanks for listening. This is the Galaxy Nostalgia Network.